0: I was testing myself every day by opening up the, the jar of oregano and you know taking a you know smelling. Mm, no, not yet. It hasn't come back yet. So, yeah, it's just one of those. It's it's one of those really um, important um, ingredients in like a real hallmark of, of Greek cooking.
1: Today on Dirty Linens Summer Series, we are going Greek. We're talking to Nicole Papasavas from Stalactites, the legendary city restaurant in Melbourne. I think. Uh, I think everyone in Melbourne, certainly I do, has a stalactite story. They're often not to be repeated, um, but I'm really thrilled to have Nicole on the show today. Welcome to Dirty Linen. Thank you, Danny Happy to be here. Yeah, it's so good to have you, and I can't wait to hear about some memorable meals and f- and flavours that you're really fond of. What are you going to talk about with us today?
0: So, I thought today I'd talk about uh, being, you know, we're moving into summer, reminding me of uh, summer in Greece, actually. So, I thought I'd talk about a dish that I uh, love having in in, in Greece. It might, might not have been very traditionally Greek, but it's um, definitely the ingredients are traditional. Um, so, it's a um, a crayfish, kitharaki, that um, we tend to always have every time we go um, to Mykonos. Um, there's a little tavern there on the beach that we have it at. Um, I thought I'd talk about oregano um greek oregano and how important that is to me and to to greek cooking and then just real comfort a comfort greek food which is like a dessert um called risolo, which is a rice pudding
1: oh i'm already so here for this um do you want to shall we start on mykonos because i would love to be transported there immediately oh so would i
0: <laughs> yeah, love to <laughs> um yeah it's we've been going to Mykonos with my husband for the last 15 years and, you know, taking our kids there since they were born and since they were – even before they were born and, you know, still, you know, being cooked. Um, so uh, we um, we tend to go to this uh, – we always like uh, – beeline to this restaurant on the beach called, um, Soliman. It's on a beach called Kalolivadi in, in Mykonos. And it is the most beautiful, pristine, quiet beach. And it has this restaurant there and everybody goes there for, um, this crayfish krisaraki. Now, krisaraki is like, it's a, in it's like a Greek version of, it's like a, a pasta, like a, or, it's like orzo. It's the way that the, the mm-hmm. Italians call it orzo, we call it krisaraki. And it's, um, we cook it very in a similar way, um, but in obviously in a more Greek, you know, in a Greek fashion in terms of the, the ingredients that we use. Um, and we get this crayfish give there, and they bring it out in this big, big, huge pan. And, you know, it serves sometimes 10 to 12 people. And they just go around and you, you just, they, you know, scoop it on their they shave this beautiful kefalotiri cheese on top, which is like a, um, it's like a salty uh, cheese that you know goes really well with, with it. So um, it's just absolutely stunning. Um,
1: oh. Is the crayfish like cut, chopped up, or is it like just placed on top in pieces?
0: It's placed on top in pieces, but mm. it's it's sort of a bit diced, so then everyone can have their own sort of like portion of it. Um, but it is the, it is it is the like quintessential you know, summer dish on the beach in Greece. I mean, you you know, and lobster isn't traditionally very Greek. I mean, there are, obviously there are, it is indigenous to Greece having the, you know, lobster, but it's not something that people tend to have a lot of. Um, so you can do the kitharaki with anything. Um, you can do it with, you know, any type of seafood. And it just becomes – it's just superb. I mean, because, you know, you cook kitharaki the way that you'd cook a risotto. You know, you do it slowly. You start off with, you know, a bit of, you know, butter and oil and, you know, um, white wine, you know, some fish stock in it. And you slowly stir it while you're um, – you know, and it absorbs the, the liquid as, um, as it's cooking. So you, it's a very slowly cooked – um, Process, but it's it's the same as, as risotto, but it's like the the piece it's it's like little pasta, but little you know rice shaped pasta. Oh
1: my and
0: my um, I just love the sound of this. It's just it's, it's it really is amazing, and um, it's a real comfort food because I remember from when, when I was young, when I was a kid, you know, your you know, my yaya with my grandmother would um would make kufaraqi like we call it manestra, and it's like when your yaya babysat or you at your yaya's house, it was like that was like your standard your standard meal was, you know, uh, manestra. And even now, my kids, my my mother-in-law will say, what, what should I feed the kids for dinner? I just, you know, they all just want manestra, which is just like the kifaraki. And so it's just like a standard, like, thing on repeat. It's, you know, it's the most easiest thing to cook. And kids love it. I love it. It just, it gives you that sort of warm sort of feeling of nostalgia and of, of your grandmother and, um it's really, And, you know, we make it here at Stalactites too. So um, I got back to from Greece and I said to my chef, I said, oh, you know, you really need to make this. And she said, well, I'm not doing it with lobster, but I'm going to do it the way that we do it in southern Greece. She's from Kalamata. Um, and we bake it with meat. So we do it with chicken or with lamb, um, with beef sometimes. And it's like in the oven she does it with like a, in a red tomato sauce and it's called Yovetsi." Um, and it's just, it's one of those dishes that's just traditional to every single part of Greece.
1: It sounds like it, I mean, it, you know, the Mykonos version, the lobster version, I'm just feeling that's so summery. But then the baked version with like beef or lamb, I'm feeling like that's beautiful uh, during winter as well.
0: Yeah, it, it's definitely, it's a winter dish, yeah. But it's an all year, all year round dish too. Shall we talk about oregano? Yeah, yeah. Um, that's, that's like obviously the, greek's you know most favorite aside from olive oil and you know um salt <laughs> oregano is our our top ingredient so it's um it's one of those um things that you just you can't go to a greek home without you know going in there in pantry and seeing some sort of dried oregano hanging somewhere or you know it's already been you know um we call it the mental which is like you know through you've got to like grind it through your fingertips like it's you know you can't be done any other way um after you've you've dried it and uh it's one of those staples that every greek home has got oregano that's come from greece or it's somehow been smuggled into australia in some way or another you know through like you know someone's brought seeds in and planted them and grown them and um so it's one of those again those ingredients in cooking in our in greek cooking that just means a lot to um so i think greek people in general
1: It's not that long ago that I was in a cab and the Greek driver, an older gentleman was talking to me about oregano. And yeah, exactly as you say, like it was (laughs) that he collected it or, you know, sometimes a cousin collected it and then it was smuggled in suitcases back to Melbourne. And just the, uh, there's a deep need to have it. Like it wasn't, negotiable. It wasn't something that was an option. It was it was a need.
0: Uh, you're absolutely right. If, if there's no, you know, there's a few staples in, in your home and in my home it's cucumbers, oregano and um, salt and oil. If those four items don't exist in your home, it's something, something's gone wrong. Like, you know, you're, you're almost like I can't cook today because I've got, I don't have this. <laughs> Um, and I know this is gonna, this is a bit of a silly story, but, um, we all, um, actually got COVID, um, about eight weeks ago oh and, um, so, and we lost our sense of taste and smell oh. and I, I, I was devastated. I was in, I was in my pantry opening up the oregano, which is, um, my chef, Vimitra, they smuggled it in from, you know, years and years ago and she grows it in a garden and, um, I've got a big bunch on my desk right now the fresh bunch that i have to go take home and dry and and start and, and grind it up we said in about two weeks we'll be ready um and i was going into my pantry and opening up my you know my plastic container or my, my you know jar, glass jars of um of the oregano and i couldn't smell a thing and usually you'd open it up and the whole pantry would just it'd permeate the whole pantry that's how strong it is um and um i was just i was i was devastated I said, oh, this, you know, this is awful! I don't know how I'm ever going to, you know, cope. You know, I can't smell the oregano." And my husband was like, "Nicole, just calm down. You'll be fine. You'll be right." <laughs> so, um, it's how long was it till it came back, and what was that first sniff like? Uh, it was amazing. <laughs> it was it was about a week and a half, and then I sort of ran. I so oh, "I can smell everything again," and he was like, oh, and "He goes, yeah, I'm very happy for you now. Just leave me alone." <laughs> so I was like, "You know," but it's um, yeah, it was um, yeah, that was one thing that I, I really I was testing myself every day. By opening up the, the jar of oregano and you know taking a you know smelling mm, no not yet it hasn't come back yet so yeah it's just one of those it's it's one of those really um, important um, ingredients in like a real hallmark of, of Greek cooking
1: yeah totally and you say it'll take a couple of weeks to get it you know dried exactly how you you know that that crumble through the fingers texture do you dry it in the sun or in the oven like how do you do that um, I, I've
0: heard people can do it in the oven um I've never myself done it we just I just hang it in um in the courtyard in a courtyard in my house um it's not you don't you don't want to dry it in full sun because then it gets a bit um the leaves turn a bit brown and black um it's almost like you I think you burn it with the sun so you just dry it in a, a, a sunny spot but that sort of doesn't get full sun all day and it takes about two weeks and then I just put it in a in a in a tray um in, inside the house and let it dry even more and then you start to you know sort of grind it up between your fingers
1: I love it is that this kind of job that you could you'd have like the whole family around the table like grinding it through their fingers oh my kids have about
0: my kids do for about 30 seconds and then they're like okay we're going now <laughs> but yeah it's um yeah it's I, it's something that I end up having to do most of the time and but I don't mind because you know I'm the one that uses it so I'm, I'm really happy but it's nice having the, the the good sort of like the fresh, you know, um, Greek oregano from, from Greece. So because there are a few different varieties of oregano, but this one's the, the, the Greek one.
1: Love it. Um, okay. And we're going to move to dessert now. Um, oh, yes. Yeah, so dessert is
0: um, memorable, most memorable dessert, which is actually not just dessert. It's also breakfast in our home is rice pudding. Um, so, you know, Rizogalo, again, is it's comfort food. And as you can see, there's a bit of a theme going on with my choices. I'm, I'm all about comfort food. So, <laughs> um, rice pudding is just one of those things, again, reminds me of, of my, you know, being a child. It reminds me of, you know, my grandmother, it reminds me of my mom. It's, it's my mother-in-law. It's my, my kids love it. It's just one of those things that. Again, you, you talk to any Greek about rice pudding, they're just like, "Oh, my mom's got the best recipe, or my grandmother's got the best recipe," and it's so simple. I mean, it's really just you know milk and butter and you know a bit of sugar and vanilla, and you're done. You know, sorry, and rice, obviously. Um, and it's yeah, you can have for for breakfast, for for a dessert. Um, it's one of those, It's one of just again any time of the day you can eat rice pudding.
1: And is it is it nutmeg or cinnamon that's traditional or could it be a good cinnamon okay um yeah you yeah, know but you could put
0: nutmeg if you wanted to um and i know there are different like um i think some ones yeah yeah i might do that yeah yeah and, and I, I know um, i know of um so my husband's uh, cypriot um my mother-in-law has told me she's put rose water in it before and pistachios because it gives it a bit of a more of a middle eastern you know flavor to it so you know, you could you could even do it with you know if you want to do like coconut milk and mango through it. Like you know, it's 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 a rice it's a rice pudding. So I think you know most cultures have their their own version of it. Um, but yeah, I find that you know when the our chef at Stella makes it, she usually makes it in the morning, and I'll come here just to I'll come in the morning to start work, and I'll see the rice pudding being made and it's, okay, that's my breakfast today. So I was just eating rice pudding for breakfast and everyone's like, okay. And then I was, "I look over, my dad yesterday was eating rice pudding for breakfast as well. I said, what are you doing? He said, oh, she just made it. I had to eat it. I was like, yeah, now I know where I get it from. So, um, yeah, it's definitely something that, um, again, it reminds you of childhood and, you know, it's it's just beautiful. It's so, it's not too sweet. It's the the rice, the texture of the rice is nice. It's, it's one of those desserts that you just, you can't go wrong.
1: Yeah, it's that it's delicate, isn't it? But it's also very sustaining that like there's there's a bit of body to it. But um but yeah, it's not it's not super heavy. Like you could I can totally imagine having it for breakfast and you'd have a bit of spring in your step for the rest of the day. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I love it. Nicole, you have really transported me. I am. Very hungry, more hungry than I was when I started this conversation, but I feel like I've had a little bit of the sunshine of Mykonos and I feel like if I smelt my fingers, I'd be fragrant with the oregano that I've crumbled. And I'm also feeling very comforted by the rice pudding. So thank you so much for sharing your memorable meals and flavors with me today. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Denny. Thanks for having me today. Absolute pleasure. Take care. You too. Bye.
0: this